This is Ryan Martin, the host of Psychology and Stuff. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you like psychology. And if you like psychology, you will love All the Rage, the podcast on anger and violence out of Phoenix Studios. On All the Rage, my co-host Chuck Ryback and I talk about everything from internet trolls to toxic masculinity to road rage. We bring you mad science, anger management tips, and tons of stories about people losing their cool. You can learn more about All the Rage and other Phoenix Studios podcasts at uwgb.edu forward slash podcast. and welcome to Psychology and Stuff, the podcast of the University of Wisconsin Green Bay Psychology Program. I'm Ryan Martin, chair of the psychology program and host of Psychology and Stuff. And today we have an amazing guest who traveled here all the way from Boise, Idaho. He is a nationally known scholar on the educational conditions that best facilitate student success and the lead author on the book, The Psychology Major, Career Options and Strategies for Success. Success. Dr. Eric Landrum. How are you, Eric? I can't wait till he gets here. It's going to be a real pleasure to talk to him. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he must be like a lot of fun. He sounds like a genius. So yeah. He's a dork. I've met him. <laughs> In fact, I, oh, you just told me I can't swear, but he's... He's full of himself. Oh, I can't. He, he can't. We won't even be able to make it through that door. Wow, his All ego right. is so wide. Right. I'm telling you. You know, this is actually a good place to start because I. So I've been friends with Eric for a while now. Yes, sir. And uh, and I. So one of the things that happens when you're friends with rock stars is that sometimes you don't fully know how amazing they are until you take some time to, to look them up. You understand this is going to be a payback on a future <laughs> podcast episode, yeah. right? Yes, yes. No. Yeah, I, so by the way, I haven't done Dancing with the Stars, all right? So some wow. of us are real rock stars. Okay. Right? Let's just be okay. clear about this. So um, I actually did something today that I've never done before, and I psych oh, info searched you, um, and... I learned a lot. Um, Did you? Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, because I know you as a, a Sotol scholar. Yes, sir. And so I was wondering if there was, like, other research behind that, you know, that you started with. A previous lifetime. Yes. yes there was. Um, and so... So I did two things. One, I just Googled you. Um, oh, and, God. And, <laughs> this, this. and what came up was your faculty website so that, you know. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I also, uh, I went to PsychInfo, and I saw this, 123 publications. Okay, that's, that's actually too many. PsychInfo does a really odd thing. Okay. So if you edit a book, okay. you actually get an entry in PsychInfo for every chapter that you're the editor on oh. but wasn't an author. Okay. So as much as I would like to take that compliment, that number's too high. Okay. Because I've edited a few books, so okay. it inflates the number. Serious, okay. Seriously. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. That's still a bunch, though. So even even if we yeah. take out the... I've been doing it for 28 years. I don't uh-huh. have something to show for it. So. <laughs> you have Well, you have quite a bit. Thank you. Um, and here's... So my first question for you is... So it looks to me, if if I'm correct, that uh, now I will say I found another Eric Landrum in my search too, so that may have uh, conflated things. Yes, um, I'm, I'm I'm taking some of her publications. It's actually <laughs> Erica, but good ah, for you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, did, was your original research on caffeine effects? It was, was that, indeed. Yeah. All right. Is and that stuff you did in grad school? As an undergrad, actually, All right. undergraduate Monmouth College, not that overly far from UW Green Bay. Okay. So, uh, West Central Illinois, I did caffeine and wheel running in rats, spray oh. dolly rats. Nice. Um, did intraperitoneal injections, you know, so oh. did those with a white lab coat on. Nice. Yeah. So And did a little bit more of that in grad school and then got done with rats. Okay. So, yeah. Well, so that, so what was, your, what is your graduate degree in? I have a PhD in cognitive psychology from Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. Oh. All right. Very good. Good friend of mine used to work at Southern Illinois. Actually. In psychology? Yep. Who's so that? Patrick Rottinghouse. 
you know, I don't remember. He might have been there after I was there. I suspect he was. We he was on my internship with me. Okay. And then went, uh, there. So a young so, buck like you. Yes, um, exactly. I was there from '85 to '89. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this was early 2000s. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You're just a child. Yep, that's okay. No, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> You're just a young, young adult. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how did you – How did you? so I know how I got in, interested in Sodal, and it's basically I started working with a colleague, a, a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Gurung, who, who kind of got I'm sorry, who, who's that? <laughs> You've, yeah, you know what? He Is hasn't it Gurung or Gurung? It's, it's Reagan. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, Ray Gun. Yeah, Ray, Ray Gun Gurung. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Sorry. He's been on the podcast enough times that has people he? know who he is. Like yeah. when, no, when there's a no-show? Yep. Or does he hover outside the door hoping just, that there's a no-show? He show? just waits and then we... <laughs> does he? Yeah, just outside. Does he have a sing- yeah. signal? He pops does he, in. Does he put a $20 episode. bill on the glass and say, hey, I'm ready to come in. I yes. can do this at any time. Indeed. Okay. Indeed he does. I'm sorry. I'll stop. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so he... Uh, not. Oh, so I know how I got started. I'm curious. How did you get started? Because... Go for it. Yeah, it was it was very practical, and so I had I I wanted to answer questions about what I could do to be most effective, mm-hmm. and so um, it was very functional, very utilitarian. I had a student one day come to me and say, um, "If I withdraw from my capstone class, is that W on my transcript going to hurt my chance of going to graduate school?" And I said, "I don't know." So we did a national study of psychology graduate school directors and asked them that question. So the, the Sotal research became just a very practical way for me to figure out how I can better serve my students as well as how I can get better as a teacher and a scholar. All right. So, so what did you find? Do you remember? So, yeah. Uh, so uh, withdrawals in general don't hurt except if you have multiple withdrawals in a statistics or a research methods class. Really? So if you had multiple withdrawals out of English comp, eh, graduate admissions committee is not going to think much about that. But if you withdrew two or three times out of research methods, that's a red flag for them. Okay. That's, that's what I can remember so, from that. So that more or less signals that... You might struggle in a graduate program in psychology that right. had heavy emphasis on stat and research methods. Gotcha. Interesting. So um, so that was the, you said, purely functional. It was sort of that sort of thing. Yeah. And, then, and I, I'm, a, you know, my research, such as it, as it is, is very atheoretical. So mm-hmm. I don't have a theoretical stance or approach or I'm not trying to collect data that supports a certain theory. I just want to ask interesting questions. And I don't want – and the, the – I was going to say the problem. The issue, the challenge, the opportunity is that I get bored easily. Mm-hmm. And so uh, – if you were to look at my CV, as I think you kind of did, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a little <laughs> bit creepy, but impressive nonetheless. Yeah, no, I'm a cyber stalker <laughs> of Okay, of uh, and uh, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that another time. Um, you'd call me uh, a dilettante. I'm a dabbler, and so, and I know colleagues around the country who have devoted their entire lives to one topic, and that's really impressive, and I actually admire that. But I just couldn't do that. I would get too bored. So I'll study student success, I'll study a flipped classroom, I'll study, you know, um, the effects of, uh, doesn't matter if you teach methods versus stat first or something, you know, just something that comes to be of interest to me. So. Okay. Have you ever combined your initial research interest on caffeine with students, your, your later research on student success? I, not, not directly, like you're thinking about it, but I did caffeine re- research with rats first, and then I did caffeine research with humans. Oh, wow. And so, uh, and I actually did probably my one and only double-blind study where Monmouth College undergraduates were in my study, and they either got a Dixie cup labeled A or a Dixie cup labeled B. And I didn't until the end of the study till my professor showed me which one was A or B. It was truly huh. double blind. Wow. So, 
Yeah. So little okay. tasks like tapping and counting, you know, just stuff that you could do without computers and things like that. Back in the olden days. Back you know. in the olden days, right? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Good. So um, we – I've got questions for you about – so I actually – I talked to Raygun Guru uh, okay, earlier good. today. Good. And he um, – <laughs> He actually gave me some suggestions for things that I should make sure. To wow. Talk about. Okay. Yeah. This is very now, interesting. I want. It'll be interesting to see what kind of theme he well, he used here. There's three. Uh, Only three. And, yeah. And the first is um, he told me, and this one is serious. I think. Okay. The others aren't totally serious. All right. This one is, uh, and that is to talk a little bit about um, your Psychi Presidential Initiative. I'm sorry. What's Psychi? Psychi, Psychi, yeah. So uh, I'm honored to be uh, an international president of the Psychi this year. And what's really kind of interesting, full circle for me, 32 years ago, I was my chapter president at Monmouth, and I'm actually going to go to Monmouth next month and give a talk to their Psychi chapter. Very cool. So essentially, the um, I have proposed initiative within Psychi. It's called Need Help Ask, Mm -hmm. and it's designed for college students. I think there's an incredible amount of unnecessary suffering that happens, whether it's not going to health services or not going to the rec center or not not seeking counseling services, even though they're free. I think there's a lot of unnecessary suffering on campuses and communities. And what I want to do is I want to put together a panel of experts actually later this month in Chattanooga, where our central office is, and we're going to develop an intervention and research strategy. For the next year, Psychi chapters, if they want to be involved in advisors around the world, will develop these programs and implement to kind of raise this level of improving help-seeking behavior or to uh, decrease stigmatization. And so um, Psychi is really unique. I mean, currently we have about 100,000 undergraduate members and 1,150 chapters, which means 1,150 faculty advisors. And so I think that's a place where we can leverage this for the better. And I think we could really make an improvement. I'm very, I'm very Pollyannish about this, maybe naive, that we could actually make a difference and reduce pain and suffering. World's complicated place enough as it is. And so if we could make a difference, I'd like right. to be able to try. Wow, that is so. uh, that is really great. I appreciate so that. Good, yeah. And we, um, I mean, uh, so do we get to be involved here at UW? It'll all, it'll all be self-selection. So okay. I, I would love for it to. Be, I would love for you guys to be. That is good. So um, that's really really great, and I'm, I'm excited to hear that. And I actually didn't know. You know what? You need to update your CV online. Well, I didn't know you were the international galactic president of Psychi. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a couple galaxies on Mars that have applied. A couple Dude. of chapters. They're they're okay. in um, probationary stage. There's water there now. There's double secret probation on Mars, actually, okay. as it turns out. And so, uh, yeah. So okay. I, I'm really honored to serve That's in that capacity. Cool. Thank that you. I'm supposed to ask you about your NFL leanings. Uh, my understanding is that you are not. So first off, I think Green Bay, Wisconsin is a lovely place. I've been here more than one time. Uh, I have good friends here, plural, not just one. I have good friends here. And so I enjoy coming here. I enjoy the town. I grew up 173 miles due south of here, halfway between Milwaukee and Chicago. And so I grew up a Chicago Bears fan. Gotcha. Wait, is that in Wisconsin then or in Illinois when you say? Uh, it was 13 miles south of the Wisconsin border, Grays oh, okay. Lake, Illinois, Lake okay. County. So okay. really, truly due south. Gotcha. And so I grew up a Chicago Bears fan my whole life. And so I'm okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? A, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm okay if the Bears go 14 and two. I mean, sorry, two and 14 as long as they beat the Packers twice. Okay. So um, 
I think I think we shared this a little bit, and I don't know if you may not want to talk about it, yes. your your leanings. No, I can. You, people know. No, people know. but uh, yeah, I'm every Sunday I'm rooting for the Bears and whoever's playing the Packers. Yes. Yeah, I, I've said something similar. So I and it's actually funny we're doing this because, as you know, well, two things. One, this last game between the Bears and the Packers did not go super well. <sighs> yeah, no, no so, kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the Vikings and Bears play. This weekend. Okay, so here, here's the thing, and this is going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with the Vikings being the Bears. Really? Because the, we, we don't have the storied past back to uh, 1921. I think yeah. one year Mike Ditka was on roller skates in the in the Viking Superdome or something. Ast- uh, Superdome? Uh, yeah, Metrodome. Metrodome. Yeah. And uh, so I'm actually okay with the Vikings beating the Bears as long as that takes the Packers out of the Super oh, Bowl. I see. So if they can okay. win a division and the Bears go 0-16, which maybe 1-15 now, um, I'm okay with that. So okay. so I can actually root for your Vikings because I just want the Packers to be watching the Super Bowl on TV. Okay. That's the level of hatred. Yeah. No, it's an and intense rivalry. It, it, re- it really yeah. is. It's like it's like on the AFC side, the New England Patriots versus everybody else. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I thought I was supposed to ask you about that. Okay, very good. That's so he, he, he prompted that? He did. I Have mean, you I, asked him about his favorite cricket team? I mean, they're still <laughs> playing right now. I mean, it's five days long, for God's <laughs> sakes. So, I've never actually taken the time to talk to him about cricket. I, I don't think he's a big cricket fan, to uh, be honest with you. I just like... You know, giving him crap about that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him if he's got a favorite. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'm also supposed to ask you about um, actually about. Well, no, this isn't him. Actually, this is just mine. I want to talk a little bit about the the, the content versus skills debate in psychology. Uh, well, thank Ryan. Thanks for having me. This has been great. It's been great fun. <laughs> no. I, I, it's been a really enjoyable experience here. So, so I will say this. I'm. Uh, the reason I'm asking is because right now, you know, as as places often do, we evaluate and think about our curriculum and, and you know, what courses we offer and what yes. courses we don't and are there ways that we could do things differently and, you know, you're always trying to, to explore that stuff. And as part of it, I've been reflecting a lot on what I want psych majors to look like when they graduate and what Good skills I want them to have. Awesome. And uh, so in that conversation, uh, you know, you can't help but talk, think about coverage and so content versus skills. We mean sort of mm-hmm. the material you learn in class versus the skills you develop uh, over time. Mm-hmm. And I know you've actually been a pretty uh, significant voice in that uh, debate, have you not? I, I, I hope so. I hope so. And I, I, I think at this point I'm the minority voice, and I'm okay with that. That's, that's a good okay. role for me to play. So here's my analogy. The content of a course, of any course, is like the gasoline mm-hmm. of a vehicle. It's necessary but not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Gas alone doesn't get us anywhere. You need an engine. And for me, skills are the engine, and content is the gas. My personal philosophy is I don't care what – I really don't care if it's ethanol or methanol or blend. So it's okay to teach an intro psych course and leave out, I can't say motivation and emotion. It's okay to teach (laughs) intro psych and not cover developmental. The world will continue to spin on its axis. 
And just because, and I, I like the term that you use, cover, because I've started thinking about this recently. I think that's exactly what we do. We cover it up. So an instructor races through the last 35 minutes of class. I covered this, so that means it can be on a test. It doesn't mean any deep learning happened. It doesn't mean any good examples were done. It doesn't mean active learning was engaged. It means that I mentioned it in class, therefore it's fair game on a test. And I think that whole gaming thing has its own problems. And so for me, and I know this is my bias, I'd rather students in intro psych, for example, come away with five ideas. If they came away with five ideas or five, and I don't even care what those are. Oh, I see. So you don't have five I, specific. I, I, I do for me, but, oh, gotcha. but, but you know, rather than memorize and regurgitate and forget 800 terms over a 15-week semester, you guys in semesters or quarters? Semesters. Yeah. Semesters. So, so rather than have 800 terms, why not walk away with a deep understanding of five ideas that you could really use in your life? If you really understood positive and negative reinforcement, you're going to be a better parent because you're going to get kids to be able to behave the way you want. Mm -hmm. If you understood relationships better, if you could think like a psychologist, you could be better at decision-making and critical thinking. If you knew how to navigate the workplace and know how, if you have a difficult boss or a narcissistic boss or coworker, an understanding of that context could make your life better. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's really that important to understand the Cannon-Bard theory versus the James Longa theory. I'm not so sure how that's going to change our students' lives. So I don't care if they memorize and regurgitate that. And we know from really recent data that students don't remember things like we want them to two years later. Mm -hmm. So think about your – you guys have nursing a nursing major yes. here Green Bay? So think about the, your nursing department that requires – requires their students to take psych 101, the equivalent of psych 101, general psych here at Green mm -hmm. Bay. Well, they've had their, their, just because they've had one class in it doesn't mean they're going to remember everything in their entire life. So we think they're coming away with this really well-rounded basis of intro psych. And you know, maybe they took multiple choice tests and maybe, maybe they, did, they did an A in the class while they're in it, but three years later when they're sitting for their nursing degree, they don't even remember they took the course. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we get caught up in this, I've got to cover it. And there's, in psychology, it's so interesting. And there's so, much, so many rich things going on and to talk about. And it applies to life. I think we get sideswiped sometimes. I think mm -hmm. we get out of kilter. So I'd, I'd rather students come away with critical thinking skills and ethical reasoning, oral and written communication, decision-making, um, sociocultural awareness, as opposed to they've memorized all the terms in a particular mm -hmm. chapter. And I get it. That's not. That's. It's a lot harder to assess skills than it is to assess content. Mm -hmm. So, and and psych faculty work hard enough. It is. So it's a hard sell to say, hey, you should work harder, work mm -hmm. differently, and do things differently. Especially if you got three hundred right. students uh, twice a week and two sections of them. So you and you. Um, so I will. Go Sorry, on. that was my diatribe. No, and that's go so far as to say I. I, I so no, I I do, um, and I often find myself thinking. So I go through the exercise every now and then of thinking about my undergraduate edu education mm -hmm. and uh, thinking about specific classes and asking myself, what do I remember from that class? Good for you. And which is, you know, at this point, I graduated from college in 99, so it's 18 years ago. Okay. Um, and so, and the answer often is not much of the content, not much of the material, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember some of the skills I learned. Um, I, I also will say I remember how professors made me feel. This is the emotion researcher coming out of me. I remember how... Um, 
uh, like kind of how they reshaped attitudes I had. Um, mm-hmm. And so whether it's attitudes towards, I mean, I, I can remember specifically a marriage and family class that I took that really got me thinking about like sort of what it means to be a dad and what it means mm-hmm. to be a husband. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a good 15 years before I had kids, but I'm mm-hmm. um, thinking about those things. And so, so I find myself often kind of having going through thinking of exactly right. what you just described, which is, you know, how important is it that I remember a specific marriage and family theorist versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the other stuff I've been talking about. And let me let me push that a little bit gently, a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Now think about your non-psychology classes. Right. Yep. No, that's a great point. Tell me about yeah. the concepts that you remember from those. Yeah. I'm going to stop now and listen. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So let's, I'm going to start with first year of my freshman year. No. Um, See, and, then, and yeah. so, and remember, I don't know about for you guys, but our intro psych class, the, it's, it's like 4% psych majors. Mm-hmm. So our class is a service class. So to think that this class mystically and magically covers everything a person should know about psychology yeah. Is a bit on the ludicrous side. Even right. the best instructors in the nation, who might get the best scores, to think that it's going to have a lifelong impact, to think that every nursing major is now going to know what they need to know about human behavior because they took intro psych three years ago, mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. And so, I, I'd rather you know the next time I teach intro psych in 15 weeks, I want to take five deep dives mm-hmm. and just really explore the heck out of a topic and analyze it from different ways and have students write papers and, th- and have them talk about how it's going to apply. Even if you're not going to be a parent, understanding the principles of learning might be helpful if you're ever going to have a puppy mm-hmm. or a kitten or if you're ever going to want to change someone's behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have uh, behavior therapists who still do stuff with phobias mm-hmm. that use the classical principles of flooding, systematic desensitization, token economy. So those are relevant, but they're in a specific context. So anyway, I'll stop. No, I, the, I see the soapbox, and I will now get no, off the soapbox no. and step it, back it, down on the it's ground. It's funny to me that you've used positive and negative reinforcement because that is, as an example, because that is one of those things that I often see kind of poorly understood and in reality you know that right. it's one of those things that i think it's and i think that sometimes the people who i'm seeing using it incorrectly in the, in the world outside of class are people who understand pavlov right that you know or, or understand right. um uh skinner like they're people who understand um the the uh, the, the nuts and bolts of both classical and uh operant conditioning but they don't um uh but they don't see how it's applied in their in their life. That, that's the that's the perfect way to think about it. And so it's one thing to memorize Richard definition, mm-hmm. but can you apply it to a, a practical situation that's meaningful right. and not some artificial multiple choice question? And so, you know, how would you know you see this in the Big Bang Theory every now and again? And sometimes they actually get it wrong on Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. the cl- operant and classical conditioning and positive and negative reinforcement. You know, if you can actually apply it and you walked away with that. If you ask students five years later and they still could get it right, I'd be thrilled because mm-hmm. that would be a lasting effect of a college course. And I don't, I, and I don't care what the concepts are, but if they walked away knowing five ideas about how they can change their life, the lives around them for the better, mm-hmm. that would be an awesome interest class, in my opinion. So Right. Um, I'm curious. So you said uh, when we started this, you said uh, that you might be a minority voice at this point. No, so you you keep better with regard with regard to I first off uh, I I totally get my white male privilege. So oh. I understand that. And the phrase that I I believe applies to me now is woke. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Maybe other people can make their judgment, but I, I get my pr- so I think in this particular case, talking about skills over content, yes, in I that see. arena, okay. I'm a minority voice gotcha. from a white male. So gotcha. You know, I just so clear. I'm I'm curious about um, so you keep better track of the the. Um, kind of intro psych universe out there than I do. I actually well, your colleague actually keeps the best track of all, okay. but yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't taught it in, you know, 15 years at this point. Okay. Um, what, is the, what is the general attitude towards that amongst, you know, whether it's, you know, in the journals or just at conferences? What, how do people feel about this? I, th- I think there's lots of talk going on about how to change the shape of general psych. I mm-hmm. think uh, Dr. Gurung is going to be part of a general psychology summit next year in 2018. Um, but I think the standing prevailing attitude is that we teach the way we were taught. Mm-hmm. And so textbooks aren't getting any slimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get shuffled around a bit. And it's pretty much a standard 15 or 16 chapter book. Mm -hmm. And um, if you try to come out with something too different from that, it's not going to get picked up. It's not going to come out and be published by a a reputable publisher, mainstream publisher. And so we're kind of stuck a bit. I also think because of the structure of AP psychology, advanced placement psychology in high schools, those courses are directly tied to multiple choice and open-ended questions on the AP exam. So those high school teachers are definitely tied to 16 chapters. College teachers, in theory, should have a little bit more flexibility, but oftentimes they don't. We often teach the way we were taught. So um, it, it's hard to change. It's like null hypothesis testing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard to get people to think about Bayesian approaches to stats or other you know, base rates as opposed to null hypothesis. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to get them to change. So, so I think there are leaders in the country. I think Regan's one of them. I think uh, the education director at APA is doing a great job with that. But I think, you know, there's so much ground to cover. Mm-hmm. Last time I was, I heard the number, there's between 16,000 and 17,000 instructors of introductory psychology in the nation. Hmm. Interestingly, Jeez. only about 4,000 people are members of the Society for the Teaching of Psychology. Okay. That strikes me as a little troubling, but yeah. that's another topic for another day. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. So... One of the one of the kind of last things I want to get to today is so you are here in Green Bay because you are speaking at our conference tomorrow, the Excellence in Psychology Instruction Year. Um, actually, this episode is going to come out after. So I, I had a great time speaking at <laughs> Epic. It was an amazing conference. I loved interacting with yes. those high school uh, high school faculty members, and I'm so thrilled that you had me out here. It's <laughs> nice. it's been an awesome experience. Nicely done. Thank you so much. So. The real problem is when I started this, I was thinking today was Friday, and that's why I said tomorrow. So okay. what I meant to say, we're going to back up. I'm going to say on Saturday, you were speaking. Yeah, which, last Saturday way, I spoke. Which was last if, Saturday. If, right. <laughs> um, according to when this came out. Um, you, uh, you're doing a talk on do's and don'ts of advising psychology students. I, I am, although it's really interesting. We have inadvertently had titling issues. Oh. So I'm going to talk about that, okay. but that's not going to be the title on my slides or my handouts. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell this, you off the air. I'll tell mistake? you. Did I actually, screw this I don't up? think so. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, who screwed up? Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think it was you. Okay. So, um, Good job, me. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way, to, way to go. So, um, yeah, so first off, I, I really appreciate the invitation. And we are um, to have I think a year ago, if you go back and look at the, the record of tweets mm-hmm. uh, leading up to it, I think I tweeted something to the extent of 
maybe someday someone will have a last-minute cancellation of your speakers. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, the squeaky wheel occasionally gets the yeah. grease. In yeah. fact, I've kind of bugged you about being on your podcast, too. So mm-hmm. I've got two pieces of evidence yeah. now. That complaining and whining gets you stuff that you want. Yeah. I've awesome. always wanted you to do both, and so I think you would have done it. I think you would have done it over the phone. I think this is way more yeah. fun Agreed. to do it in person yes. than the over the phone thing. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm thrilled that I, I, I was thrilled last Saturday to uh, talk to high school and college teachers as well about um, careers in psychology. <laughs> and sadly, you'd think that'd be a 10 second talk, right? I'm going to give you a list, and here's what right. they do, and it's done. And that's not the way it is. And so it's actually way more, sadly, way more complicated than it needs to be. I'm not talking about the reasons why. If you really want to list typical careers, I can generate that. But, um, and and actually, I think uh, UW-Green Bay probably has some really good stuff. I saw on your app, you know, most departments have bulletin boards. You guys have an app, and there's a careers tab, Mm -hmm. and you actually listed careers that you got from your alumni services office Mm -hmm. of what your psych majors are doing. That was really impressive. I I guarantee there's not a lot of departments in the country doing that. So good good for you for not only getting your alumni services to give you that data, but then making it public, I yeah. think, is a real is a real tribute to this department. Yeah. No, and that's we should congratulate the ch- department chair when we see him. <laughs> when we see him. Let's yeah, we should that. let's give so him the kudos that, that he is. deserves. Um, yes. And we should also actually congratulate our career services department that does a really nice job of, good for of them. curating that data for us. And it's not easy and it's not cheap. Yeah. That doesn't happen for free. And so so anyway, you know, talking last Saturday about the careers was an awesome <laughs> experience. Decided. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and I you know all seriousness I really appreciate the invitation and um, it's it's a little bit of a raised bar to present like this in front of your friends Mm -hmm. and so I'm hoping it's going to be good and people come away with handouts and some takeaway ideas it's going to be great. People are super excited about it. and uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. but we'll have to lower expectations. <laughs> and I am excited about it slash really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, depending oh, on when you're oh we're going to do that. Okay. <laughs> it will be slash was my pleasure to, yes. to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. Very good. So um, where can people find you if they want? You're on Twitter, I know. I'm on Twitter, and actually I have at Eric Landrum. I actually own ericlandrum.com. No, I there's something, something else there. about you, though. And it is what one. my what my first name is. Yes, okay. I didn't know that. I'm so not going to say it. I, I wish it was Raphael, <laughs> Raphael, wow. but it's Ronald. Oh, you're so just going to tell our, our, Yeah, it's no secret. I, I, our oh, Eric, I thought it was. Our dot Eric Landrum. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed as I was because uh, I actually have a check up in my office to pay you for the conference. Wait, um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So uh, wow. I noticed on it. Awesome. And I thought, really, his name is Ronald. It I is. Know that. Yeah. So, so. And you know, I was just always called Eric by my family, and so to be listed as Ronald everywhere got redundant, and people would call me by the wrong name. I go, I go by my middle name. So anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. well what's you your go. What's your middle name? Chandler, like from Friends. Yeah. But that's a family name? It is, yeah. And so my son's middle name is that as well. Oh, awesome. One of them. The other one is Tina's middle Tina's name. Middle, what's Tina's middle name? Walters. Walt- Alter, Alter, so Walter. So Walters is the middle name, not Walter? Walters, yeah. It's her. It was her last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so. I like that. That's kind of cool. we worked cool. it out so that our kids have the same initials as us. So, my, so Reese Chandler, Martin, and Tobin. You know, does, does Tina have your last name? Does yes. She? Yeah. Okay, wow. So. She doesn't hyphenate? Nope. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. She must really love you. She does. Well, we, you know, here's what we did. We said we'd like to have the same last name, 
let's have a conversation about flip the coin. Oh, yeah, well, we didn't end up flipping a coin. She's, she, but I, I, the the options on the table were I take yours or we just come up with an all new one that we like. And so, did you decide by seeing who would get the highest grade in a class you had <laughs> together? Is that how you decided? And was extra credit counted as part of that decision? <laughs> All right. So the okay. back that part will be edited out. <laughs> there is a backstory there. That, yeah, and that, Tina knows. Yeah. We love you, Tina. Yeah, Tina doesn't listen yeah. to my podcast. She's not. She will now. She's not that supportive. This is gonna be the first one. <laughs> really? Okay, you've got to take that part out, man. Are you kidding no. me? No, she. Every now and then I say something, and then which is something I absolutely said on a podcast, and then she'd be like, "Oh, that's really interesting." And I'd be like, "Yeah, I, I told the world about it. Why didn't you listen?" You know. <laughs> That's great. She, oh, that long story awesome. short, she hears me talk enough without having to listen to it. Yeah, but she there, hardly so. gets to hear me talk. That's so true. I'm going to encourage her. Will she be there? Was she? It was great seeing her last Friday night, <laughs> and I'm going. And I and I'm going to make sure that I did encourage her to listen to the podcast yes. after the conference was over. Yes. I will. Uh, I don't know. I, I I can't handle that time travel. Yeah, no. The time I hate those stuff. movies that go back and forth. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Just give me the linear sequence. Yeah, this is. We should do this backwards, like the movie <laughs> Memento. <laughs> do you know that someone has cut uh, Godfather One, Godfather Two, and put oh. it in order? I think it's on YouTube. That's smart. So rather than the flashbacks in Godfather Two, yeah. by the way, nobody watches Godfather Three. Just FYI, but they've taken it and put it. With, yeah. I've got to do that. Sometime. We have a running issue in our program of, of some of my colleagues not having seen The Godfather. What and I know, and I have it for them, but they still won't. They they won't they they know of it and they purposely not watch it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they've heard of it. <laughs> wow. I know. And I mean, they, they know it's available, yet they yeah, refuse. I have it for them. Wow. Okay. Some people are just uh, don't want to be part of culture. I guess yeah, whatever. They want to watch one of the. It's best America. They get to do that. Yeah. Right. That's true. So okay, Eric Landrum, at Eric Landrum is your uh, at Eric Twitter. Landrum is Twitter. Eric Landrum. Eric Landrum dot com. Elandrew at boisestate.edu. Use the Boise State site search. Very good. I appreciate cool. that, man. So, Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So you should give him a follow because he is a treat both online and in person. So. Um, Man, that 20 bucks bought me a lot. Thank <laughs> yes. you so much. What would a 50 gotten me? Yeah, no, I would have oh, said oh, nicer yeah. stuff. Yeah. Really? What would, have, what would a C note? I wouldn't have brought up the I'd bears. probably got a hug and a kiss um, or something. I don't know. All right. So uh, I got a couple people I want to thank in addition to Eric. Thank, thank you so you. much for being here. Uh, I want to thank Kate Farley, our producer, who isn't here today, but that's okay because our intern, Sophie Seelan, is, and she is doing an awesome job. Sophie did so a much. great job, I yeah. gotta say. Yep. Thank you so much, Sophie. She laughed at exactly the right places she was supposed <laughs> yes. to. I also want to thank Kimberly Vlees, our podcast artist. Uh, and I want to talk about our next episode, which is going to be Charlie Blair Broker of Hawkeye Community College. He is also speaking at uh, Epic, and we're going to interview him over the weekend. And then that one's not coming out for a couple weeks. He did a great job the, a couple weeks ago, Saturday. I mean, I was really inspired by what he said. And it was, you know, I mean, he's got the lifetime of experience, and I really appreciated his talk a lot. It was awesome. I did, too. <laughs> That is all Are you got sure you didn't run across campus to do something else during this talk? <laughs> Not across campus, across town. Acro- oh, town. <laughs> yes. town! All right, so. you you were there in spirit. Yes, even though you haven't been there yet. Yes. That one. This that is a time travel episode. That episode yeah. is going to have a different host. Actually, I think Georgina is going to host that. One. Oh, so. very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good.